evening, good people. Welcome to of Quietly Clean with yours truly. It is approximately 6 p.m. Are in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. So on this evening's episode, I have a special guest by the name of Kara Hall, author of and life coach of her new book, Emerging Men. So thank you so much for joining me tonight and welcome to Quietly Queen. Thank you. I appreciate the Go ahead and please take this opportunity to share some background information on your business expertise and anything personal that you would like to share. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. And um, as far as the business goes, it is uh, called Tara Hall It is a training and development company uh, specializing in leadership development, inspirational speaking, mindset coaching, and assisting people with telling their stories. And I'm located in Connecticut. Alrighty. So thank you so much for that. And so I know you published a similar project with focusing on like women that was released in 2021. What motivated you this time to focus on the needs and the factors concerning men? Well, after I had released the women's project, well actually before I released the women's project, I had the idea that I would love for men to be able to share their stories as well. And I was challenged to think, how am I gonna get men to tell their stories? But I set an intention and I set a goal of having at least seven men participate in a compilation book. And um, luckily I was able to get uh, those gentlemen on board and um, it actually ended up being six, but I also thought there was a need for men to have the same space to share their stories. Awesome, and that is so true. Now I'm curious, uh, what did you learn from the male perspective that you feel is important to promote as far as understanding between men and women? You know, what I what I learned is that we are actually more alike than different. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is even in the stories that the men shared, they were similar in theme to what the women shared. And I didn't tell them what they should share. I gave a framework, but the story that they opted to share was completely their choice. Okay. Now, were there any major differences noted like while working with the men as compared to the women? For example, were they more or less willing to be transparent? Um, accountability, like were there any differences in that regard? Surprisingly, there really was not. I thought in our first coaching session, I had a lot of things prepared because I, I went into it thinking they may not speak as much as the women and I might have to pull a little bit. And it was funny because it was just the opposite. <laughs> they were quite talkative. And uh, which told me a couple of things that they wanted to share. They wanted to really help support someone else who might be traveling down the same road that they're traveling down or have already traveled down. Um, I would say that the women were um, 
were equally engaged, you know, in terms of sharing their stories. I think they, uh, you know, our sessions were, uh, were actually just about the same in terms of length of time. So I, I probably dispelled a myth that I walked into thinking that I was going to have to pull a lot from them to get them engaged in the process. And that wasn't true at all. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, what would you note then to be strengths or even weaknesses of men from previous generations in comparison to the new generation? And what and or how do you think that they can effectively learn from one another? You know, I really think what was interesting about the compilation project is that I had men in this book who were in their late 30s all the way up to their 60s. So just in this process, they cross-shared their experiences. And the book is really diverse in terms of race and ethnicity, ages of the men, life experiences. So they really were able to just, I believe, learn from each other and share that no matter what generation you're from, you can learn from the next person. Absolutely. Um, What issues would you say were frequently expressed in regards to their relationships with women and how do you think those can be resolved? Well, I think one one kind of spoke to that and it was by... A gentleman named Carl Hemingway, and his title chapter was called Still Standing. And he talked about having gone through divorce, having gone through child custody, and feeling like he was at a place in his life at one time where was this just going to be his life? You know, a divorcee, uh, being estranged from his child and not open himself up to future relationships. And um, he shared in, in his chapter how he really opened himself up to love again. Okay, perfect. Um, would you say that that was the most impactful story to you or were there others that stood out as well and why? You know, I would have to say, I think his story resonated the most for me. Okay. Um, it was, it was, it was, uh, it, it, and this is a gentleman who, who was the elder of the group um, in, this, in the book. And I just really appreciated his, his realness, his rawness about his feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing that, you know, there was life after being divorced, that he could put himself back in the arena of relationships again. And, and he is now remarried. He has, uh, you know, two two children, and um, and and for him, it was aptly titled "Still Standing" because he could have just really closed himself off from love and closed himself off from the world, and just been a bitter divorcee, which he is not. Exactly. All right, that is so great to hear. I'm glad to see people are still. Um, you know, being open to love and not, like you said, just giving up on love. Um, For men who have experienced significant trauma, aside from professional or maybe spiritual counseling, what are other ways that they could seek healing and restoration do you think would be effective? Well, a couple of things that I think are helpful 
is I had the opportunity to speak with a couple of gentlemen before I started this project. And these gentlemen shared that they have their own safe spaces for men to collaborate and come together and speak about male-related issues, you know, whatever those things are. So I know from what they shared with me, having their own space okay. was key, and um, is key. And, um, and I think the more that men have those spaces to dialogue amongst each other, helps them get to a place where they can feel like they can express those emotions and those feelings that society feels like they have to keep bottled up. Absolutely. Um, did they share in detail, like any of those and specifics? Um, can you say that again? Did they share like in detail any like safe spaces that were specific and where they would go to like as a, a sanctuary to, you know, get things expressed or whatever that they needed to share or talk about or discuss? Well, some of the things that they shared, you know, are those things around relationships. Um, you know, some of the, the fathers are not in the home with their children, you know, and how do they navigate those relationships with their children and not feel as if they are being kept from their children? Um, you know, and a lot of early traumas, you know, things around whether things such as maybe they were had been incarcerated, um, you know, uh, could have been sexual traumas. Um, and, and those spaces and topics are things that sometimes are tough for men to talk about, but in their in their environment, you know, on the, the monthly calls that the gentleman holds, that's a place where they have an opportunity to really kind of share. Okay, awesome. Um, and that being said, what are some ways then you can maintain a healthy, optimistic approach overall in dealing with love, leadership, fatherhood, and just humanity in general? You know, I think that the, one of the ways that they can help maintain healthy, optimistic approaches is surrounding themselves with people that support them, um, not feeling like they are isolated or that they have to be isolated. Um, you know, men men are uh, catch a lot of heat in terms of labels and how they're socialized in society and when they can have an environment where they can express themselves freely and openly and be accepted when they do that and and I say that by women being accepted for who they are openly um, that that provides them the fuel I believe to be open to love, to be open to fatherhood, to be open overall. Um, I, I just think as women, we have to be careful that we don't become part of the problem and allowing men that space. I agree with that. Um, that's very informative, and I'm glad to see that men are opening up and there are avenues for them to have that support system and they're actually sharing their feelings and expressing you know, the things that they've gone through and maybe it can help someone else along the way. Um, if there is anything else that you think would be beneficial um, as far as what the book entails that you feel the readers and the listeners would benefit from once they read it or if they were to read it? Yeah, what I what I would say is that it's really a must read for, for young and old. Um, 
who really deal with issues around limiting beliefs, self-doubt, insecurity, how they fit in in the world. And each of the individuals who participated, they're leaders in their own rights and in their own communities. And when they can, and the fact that they demonstrated being vulnerable in the process of sharing their innermost thoughts, so that they could help someone else, I think is only commended. And I, I would love to see this book in the hands of um, groups that are working with you know, young men, that are working with older men, and that it could be used as really a, a support as men open up and, and, and know that there are other men out there who are emerging as well and they can they can surpass and supersede limitations that they may have once stopped at. Excellent. Um, thank you so much for that. And what are any other projects coming up for you? Um, are there any projects coming up soon? And how can listeners support and stay connected? And then also, how can they purchase the book Emerging? Um, well, well, first, I would say, as far as projects, um, I will be embarking on likely the third edition of the Emerging series. Um, and I'm looking for entrepreneurs for this next journey to share their story as business owners on some of the lessons they've learned along the way. Um, so whether you are a new entrepreneur or you're a 10, 20, 30 year entrepreneur, um, that's that's my target for those who want to participate in the next version of um, Emerging. Um, as far as the book itself, it is available on Amazon and softcover as well as Kindle. And um, I would encourage you all to, when you do make your purchase, to make two. Um, one for you and one for someone close to you so you can share in the journey of learning. And as it relates to social media, you could find me on uh, Instagram, Tara D. Hall. My business page on Facebook, Tara Hall Inspired Solutions. As well as on LinkedIn at Tara Hall. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And I would definitely be uh, making a purchase as well because I'm curious and I would definitely press on for my sons to read as well. So thank, thank you so much Sarah, for being on Quietly Clean this evening. Um, if you have any listener feedback, questions or comments for Tara, do leave a voice message or you can always email quietlyclean8 at gmail.com. Be sure to pick up that book, order it and order an extra one as well and support and follow Tara on her social media platforms. Once again, this has been another episode of Quietly Clean with author and life coach Tara Hall and yours truly. Thank you so much. Thank you.